thrill, comedy, heartbreak, and strength, Steve's whirlwind of a story takes us through a not-so-average day at the office and concludes on how his experience helped him to become a better, more strong-willed person. about something that made me want to be a better person. Uh, this is circa 1996, Diamond Bar. I'm in Diamond Bar, California. Uh, I think I'm 26, and I'm a manager of a bank. Very large, I'm not gonna say which bank, just a very large bank here in America. <laughs> so I have a pet peeve. I'm very much a clean freak, and I always kept my branches super, super clean. And one of my biggest pet peeves were, well, or was when parents would let their children play with the brochure racks. They would just go and pull the brochures out and I would always get angry and I'd, I'd always have to find the person that owns the child who was doing, making this mess. So one day I'm uh, at my desk, I'm studying a balance sheet report, which is really fun. And I tune everything out. I'm concentrating on this report and I see a whole slew of brochures go sliding across the floor. So instantly I get my attention and I perk up and I think, I am going to kill the person who owns this child. So I look up and there's a man standing in front of me wearing all black head to toe with a gun to my head. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And his first question to me is, are you Steve? And I think about lying but I'm wearing a name badge that says Steve. <laughs> the nameplate on my desk says Steve. And I look over to where the tellers are and I see a guy standing on the teller counter with a gun to them. A guy in the lobby with a gun on, on the customers who are all down on the ground by this point. And another guy at the front door. And I tell the robber, and I don't know what to call the guy, so I call him Mr. Robber. <laughs> and I tell him, I say, can I please go help my tellers because you guys are scaring them. So he says, sure, come on. Uh, only his words weren't quite that friendly, but as I understand, I'm not going to quote him verbatim. And uh, he starts shoving me over, and I get over to the tellers, and I just tell them, remember bank policy, remember what you're trained to do, just you know, follow bank policy. And so I'm taking the money out of their drawer and putting it into, you know, they brought, a, a, it's one thing that stood out to me is they brought a dirty pillowcase. Like really, you couldn't use a new one or a clean one. You had to get the dirtiest one that you had. Right. So I'm putting the money in there and of course tellers don't keep that much money in their drawers. Maybe, I don't know at the time, maybe 10,000 max. So uh, one of the other robbers got greedy and he starts, he runs into the safe deposit box area and starts screaming, I want more money, I want more money. He starts picking all the safe deposit boxes. Well, one thing that's in your favor uh, during a robbery is time. Time is on your side. The longer it takes for uh, you to give them what they want, the longer, or the, the more, um, the police are gonna be there at the scene. So, and I had activated the alarm. Uh, most bankers have a, an alarm in their pocket that, so when I stood up, I pushed the button, they have no idea that I did that. So I knew that the police were on their way because the phones were ringing off the hook, and of course we're not answering the phones, uh, which is a sure indication that uh, something's going on. Uh, and so the guy's screaming, I want more money, I want more money. So I go, okay. I go to the vault teller, I get her keys, because it takes two keys to get into where the money's stored. Uh, she's frozen solid, not hearing anything or seeing anything. 
and I kind of pry the keys out of her hand, and then she starts following me. And I tell her, nope, you stay here, and you just get down on the ground and do whatever the robbers tell you. And if anything happens in the vault, do not come back there no matter what. Let the police deal with that. That's their job. So uh, I go into the vault, and I split all the money up uh, by denomination into separate safe deposit boxes to drag out time. So I go to the ones first. I start putting the ones in this dirty blue pillowcase. And the guy gets really mad at me. And he hits me in the back. He goes, I don't want ones. Okay. So I go to the five. I start putting the fives in there. Guy gets pissed again. Starts hit, getting a little bit more violent with me. So I tempt my luck and I go to the tens. And I start putting those in. And he gets really mad at me. At this point, I'm, I'm thinking he is probably going to shoot me. And I seriously thought it was the end of my life. Then I started thinking, what's it gonna feel like? Is it gonna hurt? Is it gonna burn? How long am I gonna be alive? You know, all these horrible things. Then I have to push that out of my mind uh, and remember my, my goal is to get these guys out of there as quickly as possible. So I go to the hundreds, but in a bank, most you don't keep a lot of hundreds because it's not a common bill that people use. So maybe I had, I don't know, 30,000 in hundreds. So I put the hundreds in there. He wants more money, so I put the 50s in there, which had even less uh, of that, because people just don't ask for it. The big denomination is 20s. So I had five ATMs that each took $200,000 in 20s. I had over a million dollars in 20s. I did not want to go to the 20s, but the guy started getting really violent and angry, so I thought, oh, it's not my money, what do I care <laughs> So I go to the 20s, I open up the compartment, and it's empty. And in the middle of a robbery, I think to myself, oh my god, we've been robbed. <laughs> and I look at the guy, and I go, that's it, I don't know where this money is. I, and in my mind, I'm thinking, where is my money? And now I'm getting mad. Now I'm ready to pistol whip somebody. I want to know where all my money is. I'm racking my brain, I'm like, I counted it last night. I know it was there last night. Where's this money? Freaking out. So I, the guy obviously believed me because then he runs out of the vault and um, he's, they start leaving the bank. And I tell the guy, uh, I'm not doing anything funny, but I'm going to follow you outside or follow you to the doors because I know the police are outside. I don't want them coming back in and taking us hostage again. So he tells me, do whatever you want. I don't really care. Didn't say it so nicely. But, uh, so I lock the doors and I'm taking a breath and then I'm like, okay. And then I direct everybody to the back of the bank. Whole time I'm thinking, where are my 20s? <laughs> well, unbeknownst to me, my assistant and the assistant vault teller had taken all the 20s out of the compartment and they were bundling them up to ship out the excess that we had because we were over our branch limit by a couple hundred thousand dollars. So they were preparing all of that in the secret compartment. In a vault. Every bank has a secret compartment behind the vault that most people don't know about. So they're in that compartment. They're overhearing all this stuff. At first they thought I was just talking to an angry customer because they said I was really calm. Then they realized this was a robbery. So they start hiding the money all over the place. So the robbery's done. Um, I finally get my you know, million two back in 20s. And I, find, you know, I realize, okay, we weren't robbed during the robbery, thank God. Uh, <laughs> And um, that was on a Monday. Thursday, I get called into our district office, and the district manager says to me, 
uh, what was your branch cash limit? And I said, 750. She goes, how much did you have in your vault? I said, I don't know, 1.2 million. She goes, you violated bank policy, you're fired. And I walk out kind of in shock, and I told her, I said, wow, on Monday I had a gun to my head, today you pulled the trigger. But I told myself, you know what, how I deal with this day is going to determine if I'm a success or failure the rest of my life. And I said, I will not let, the, let this ruin my life. Uh, I gave myself the weekend to grieve, and then Monday I got another job uh, at an investment company. Completely different line of business. No more guns, no more robberies, no more fun stories. Um, but that's my story.